Alrighty, welcome to the Ogre and the Ass Podcast. Hey there, Eric. How you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Good to hear. So this is our first podcast. Let's introduce ourselves just a little bit. People are going to be wondering who the heck we are and why we should even be, why they should even be listening to us. So it's kind of a good reason. Introduce yourself for us. Well, for starters, my name is Eric Thomas McRae, and there is no reason to listen to me at all. <laughs> so with that said, going forward, definitely try and listen to me to see what you can do slash don't do. Whatever comes in my mouth, do your best not to take advice from me. But if you do, take the good things. That's all I got to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> good introduction. So basically, expect low expectations. Exactly. <laughs> like You'll that. be happy. Be happy going into that. Yes. Okay. Well, my name is Thomas Whipple. Uh, definitely going to do our best to make give you a good reason to listen up. Hey, if you people are just listening to us right now, just so that they can escape their lives and just laugh at us, not even with us, but just at us, you know, who cares? At least someone's getting a laugh. You know what I mean? And we're going to have fun doing this anyway. So everyone might as well enjoy themselves. All right. So, Eric, introduce yourself about where you're from. I am from, well, born in East Palo Alto, but I claim the 209 Modesto, California area. Absolutely. 209. <laughs> so talk about Modesto a little bit. Well, Modesto is an interesting place because a lot of people, when they do know it, they say it's also oh, OK place or eh, it's Modesto. I'm, I'm the latter. I'm the uh, it's Modesto because we have a spectrum. One side, we have Scott Peterson. You all know who Scott Peterson is, especially if you're in your 20s and 30s. And on the other spectrum, you have George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, who went to a uh, school just down the street from my school. So we're, we're there on the map, just not in a good way sometimes. Right, we're there. You'll hear of us. Type in Modesto. It's kind of like, <laughs> just like a raffle. You don't know what you're going to get. First thing you type in when you get Modesto, we should do that. I'll pull my computer up here one of these days. Just type in just Modesto. What do we get first? Okay, well, that's pretty good. Uh, so, you know, obviously we grew up together in the 209 back in Modesto, uh, got to represent five points over here. Uh, for me, if anyone who doesn't know about Modesto, uh, you're, you're doing all right. If you don't know about Modesto, you're doing all right. You drove past it. Good for you. Right next to Stockton, California, where we got the Diaz brothers come out. Obviously that's where Nate Diaz has his famous Stockton slap. Yup. <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> so. Uh, talking about five points just a little bit. So growing up, my dad had a very small apartment, upstairs apartment, about 100 yards away from five points. And obviously five points was like back in the day, back in like 70s, 80s, 90s, that was the place to be. The people would take their classic cars and they'd cruise up and down McHenry. Um, yeah, McHenry Road, just up and down all day, just having fun. But starting in the 2000s, stuff definitely changed. It was not that way anymore. Five Points is now basically like the center of Modesto where it's uh, you'll get your homelessness there. You definitely get your crime action happening there. It's right by downtown, like all sorts of stuff. When I think of Five Points now, I think of uh, the Five Points from the movie uh, Gangs of New York, you know, oh. the with the New York gangs. <laughs> right. Everyone just shows up. <laughs> Except for all the crackheads, though. <laughs> That's right. So we got crackheads, homeless people, <laughs> gang members. <laughs> And they all want that spot of Modesto, right, just that spot. Right, you own five points, so you got to run that street. And I was, oh man, spending time there. I don't know how many times there were people who were trying to break into my dad's apartment. Someone actually did it once and got in. Uh, that's a whole nother story for another time, though. Uh, but no, so much history down there. But man, just not a great place to grow up. Don't put your kids there. If you go to Modesto, do not go to five points. That is for sure. Don't go to Modesto. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> You got family there? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Looks like we never seen you again. Okay. So, Eric, so why did you want to start a podcast? Well, 
I want to say years ago when, when me and you first moved out of uh, California, we moved to Rexburg and we, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, a podcast because, you know, we, we can cut up together. We, you know, we're pretty good at just having conversations and fun conversations, too. And one thing I, you know, I learned was about myself is if I don't have a good reason to do it other than I, I want to do it, then I, I probably won't do it. But, you know, years later, you know, I'm 29, I'll be 30, you know, in December. So practically 40, I'm just going to claim it now, you know. And so I figured I might as well just get on board now and do a podcast. What do I got to lose? Right. Except your dignity. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> been gone. Right. We don't have that anymore. I like that. <laughs> Guess asking myself that same question, why to start a podcast. I don't know how many times we were out and people would just say, like, you guys should totally start a podcast. And I was like... Part of me back then was like, no, I can never do that. A little too camera shy. I definitely am not good getting in front of cameras like that. I remember like with family, like uh, like our family photos, like my brother and I, it was a pain just to get us into cameras, like into the camera frame and then let alone smile. Not our thing. You know, I've actually seen your, your child pictures. You know, you look pretty adorable, actually. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You don't need to bring that up. <laughs> Facebook him, ladies and gentlemen. He look, He's pretty adorable as a kid. I don't know what happened now. There's a reason I'm called the ogre. <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Why, like, why are the ogre in the ass? Yeah. Well, so okay. First and foremost, <laughs> who's the ogre? Boy, people are gonna wonder. We gotta answer <laughs> people's questions. Well, who's the most goofy looking one? I guess. I don't know. Oh yeah, let's not all put our hands up at once. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna answer that as fast as we can. How about this? I don't mind being the ogre certain days, but most days I do feel like the asshole because I say the things that shouldn't be said either online or in person. And sometimes I, you know, I get in trouble. Sometimes I don't. But I don't how many times have you trolled on the internet, like on, on Facebook? Oh gosh, dude! Between 2016 and 20 like 18, 19, it was <laughs> it, it was, was a, it was a, a rampage. Yeah, it was a rampage. <laughs> I had people mad. <laughs> and the only reason I'm not doing it now is because I'm just like, you know what? People know how I feel about them. I shouldn't over. I shouldn't reinvent the wheel. I'm done. All right, and I'll do a few things here and there, making fun of conservatives as a libertarian. But that's that's it. I'm done. Just conservatives. You just go after conservatives. Yeah, because the left knows how I feel about them. Okay, but conservatives <laughs> they 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 irk me. All right. Okay, we're gonna have to get into that a little bit more one of these days for sure. <laughs> I didn't know they irked you. I didn't know we still use the word irked. Well, they, they, they we do. <laughs> we do. I'm okay. 29, so we do. I like that. Okay. Yeah, and exactly like. <laughs> That when we would just go out, man, and people were just like, you guys should totally start a podcast together. All the times I was just like, yeah, why? Like, even though I was scared to get in front of the camera and definitely talk to people, uh, I don't know, just sitting there wondering like, yeah, maybe we should. Because obviously if people want to be part of a conversation. People want to listen to someone they feel comfortable around. And I think one of the gifts that you and I have ever brought to people is that we'll take up all the stupid in the room. There's not enough for everyone else. It's just ours. And so everyone else feels like, oh, since the, all like the, the stupid is with them, I can be me. You know, we're all so scared of putting, like, having the shame put on us, I feel like. And so when someone just kind of goes into a room like, okay, we'll be stupid. We'll be the dumb <laughs> ones here. We'll be the ogre and the ass. And that's kind of our thing. Like we go into a place, we'll be the ogre and the ass. It's okay. And I don't know how many times people have come up to us and just been like, man, you guys are so funny. Or you guys just like, you guys aren't scared to like do this and that. Like, how do you guys do that? But there's plenty of times like if I'm by myself, I'm totally quiet. Like, I'm just like, no, I don't really feel like doing anything. And I think that just comes off like when you and I are just in a room together. Yeah. And that's the point, too, I brought up to brought up to you. I think it was the other day. I was like, you know, this podcasting thing, you know, I've seen people do it solo, but it's not the same. No. And, and so for me to do it solo, just like with my YouTube videos now, it, it's cool. It's I mean, it'd be OK. It'd be mediocre, but it's more fun with somebody else there. 
And so, yeah, it's definitely more fun and, you know, more motivation to do it when you have a partner with you to bounce off of. Oh, yeah. Being able to have someone that you can just bounce things off of, have fun, laugh at each other. And that's what I love is like uh, when we would go out and like go hang out with other people uh, that even if everyone else was boring, everyone else was just a stick in the mud. I, I see that's kind of aging me using that term. But everyone else was a stick in the mud that you and I would still just go and just be like, oh, we're going to be stupid. I think we'd even do that. We'd even say, oh, looks like it's time to be stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we did that in Rexburg. We yeah, started we that. that. Yeah, it's, it's called going out retarded. <laughs> oh, no, we can't say the R I'm word sorry, here. Yeah. Nope, canceled. Sorry, hashtag not my podcast. <laughs> Please don't stop listening to us just because you said that. We're just learning. Okay, no, you're right. And I remember we'd go into Walmart and let's go out stupid. And we'd dress up in, uh, man, we looked as homeless as possible. Yeah, I had my uh, yoga pants on and I had the little uh, raccoon hat. Do oh, you remember the morph suit? You had that yeah, morph suit Yeah, the morph suit. I still got that too, actually. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, I've not seen yeah, that thing yeah. forever. I'll put it up, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So you were in a morph suit, a raccoon hat, a furry jacket with Timberlands on. So, I don't, and I think when you wore the... Uh, and maybe I'll have to find a picture of it somewhere and post it up of the old video. I think I still have it. But I remember, like, if you had on the morph suit, you didn't wear any pants with it. So <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I was didn't like, all skin tight. I was like, well, I hope this is legal. <laughs> Although it's Walmart. So whoever dresses nice to Walmart. That's, like, actually right. the thing. You don't dress nice to Walmart. Exactly. Have you been there at 3 o'clock in the morning? I will never forget. Oh I will never forget being with my mother. We were going Christmas shopping for someone. And maybe it was me. I don't know. I just remember we were kind of in the toy section. There was this lady that was like way down the aisle. And I was just kind of looking at her. And she was like more of a heavier set woman. Not trying to be mean, but she was. And she was thick. But I started with like three C's. Oh, okay. Not the okay. two, but the three. Okay. And I just got noticing. She kept pulling up her pants. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm a kid. Like I don't know anything about anything. Not saying I do now, but back then, especially not. And I'll never forget. She turned towards me and the front of her pants is not like it's not staying on. Like she's having to pull the front of her pants. I was mortified from what I saw. I will never forget that to this day. And I'm just sitting there like this very large woman is hanging out her darn near her genitalia mm. right there and i'm 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 not even a teenager yet eric and i will never forget that did, did it turn you on oh my gosh did it turn me on yeah, did it that's why i like bigger women now <laughs> that's what did it uh no i was a kid i would, i felt mortified about to be a man <laughs> <laughs> please don't tell me that's how you get through manhood no and I remember, so Sean, remember, so we have a buddy named Sean Yui. He would wear his Adventure Time outfit. Remember his onesie? Yeah, I remember his, that. That was his cute. Adventure Time onesie. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Seeing him wear that. And then I would wear a raccoon hat, just like when you had a robe. Oh, yeah, the my, robe. My booty shorts I had at the time. I had like these booty shorts I wore for rugby. And my big work boots. I keep them in the back of my car still. So my big work boots. And we just like, Hey, we're going out stupid. And I'll never forget that. <laughs> Buying like bags of chicken and stuff. Uh, oh, that was good times though. Oh yeah. House full of chicken and rice. That's it. Uh, we aren't much better now, but I know, sure. <laughs> clearly why we have to host everything in our own house and not have our own studio. Okay. So Eric, so what do you hope to accomplish with the podcast? Well, the main goal is to, of course, you know, make sure people understand, you know, 
you know, who we are, who I am, who you are specifically. And then also, hopefully not every podcast, of course, because it's always impossible to bring people on every single time. But most of the time, try and bring people on who have certain ideas, certain talents, something that they're doing with the community, uh, mainly small businesses, you know, small business owners that we can get out there. Because, um, you know, as a libertarian, I'm a big proponent of, you know, small businesses. And, you know, this is a great way to bring it out there for people. So that's what I'm hoping to accomplish. How about you? So for me, I know I definitely want to bring people on. People like, because here's one thing. We're not smart enough to educate people. Like that'd be, if we mark this down on YouTube as educational, and it's just you and I, we lying. Yeah, <laughs> We're not, it's not even little lying. We big lying to people. Special, special needs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, exactly, like, I hope we to bring people on here so we can actually have educational purposes, too. But then one thing is, like, just to let people know, like, that two re- ordinary dudes like us can can do something like this. You know, you don't have to be anything special. You just got to be a little shameless in what you do. You're going to say stuff. You're going to do stuff you're not proud of all the time. And you just got to buck up and do it. You know, that's one thing I actually like about uh, Joe Rogan. You talk about being uh, vulnerable. You know, uh, Andrew Scoltz was... Uh talking about Joe Rogan and his podcast. And he says, yes, the best thing about Joe Rogan is, you know, he's uh, very vulnerable. You know, he, he he has no ego when it comes down to it. You know, he doesn't mind praising other people. And so that's what, you know, that's one thing that I'm hoping to, you know, ga- you know, gather from this is definitely being more humble. Because like you said, we're going to be bringing on a lot of people who are smarter than us in their own, you know, perspective fields. And, you know, it can be daunting at times, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, that's how it is. Sometimes you're the smartest one in the room. Sometimes you're the dumbest one. It's okay. Right. <laughs> It's all right. Just volunteer for that spot right there. (laughs) You got me. I'll be the dumbest one in the room. You know, but that's okay. That's 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 part of the business here. But you know, when people like people aren't used to just someone who who can just be them. Like, yeah, like we're not going to be the smartest ones in the room, but darn sure we're not going to be the scariest ones. We're not like we're going to be us. You know, we're going to do what we have to do. If if a party's boring, we're going to make it fun, and that's what I've always appreciated about it. Like when we can like have those moments of letting people understand, like it's okay to be yourself. And it can be hard and it can be a vulnerable choice too, just like what you talked about, but it's a, it's usually always the best choice. So one thing I hope to accomplish with this podcast is that people find that sense of belonging. People can hear us and just think, oh man, like, like they're willing to, to say things they probably shouldn't say, or they're, you know, they'll say things that's just stupid and they'll just keep going with it, you know, and people need to learn to let go of that shame that, that's been put on them, maybe by society, by family, culture, whatever you want to put it as and put it to the side and just be you. And I think it's so liberating. It's for, not just for you, but I think that's that old poem. Remember that movie, Coach Carter, where they talked like they had oh, that yeah, poem? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you let yourself shine, you involuntarily allow others to do the same. And I truly do believe that. So I hope with this podcast that we can reach out to people and let them do that. Just let them know. Just go be you. Why not? Like, just you got someone you want to go talk to? Is there a girl you want to hit up? A guy you want to go hit up? Do something you've never done before? Do it. In the next 10 minutes, find a way to do it. Text, call, sign up and do it on your phone. Pull over, do it. Just do it. Like, oh, Nike, dang it, we can't say that. <laughs> Copyrighted. All right. Wait, do they have just do it? No. <laughs> You're allowed to say it. Okay, I was going to say, man. How do you patent words? <laughs> I don't know how many times I've written that. No, guys, just go out there and be you. Be brave and bold. Absolutely. And I think that's going to just... That's going to solve so many problems because honestly for us, I think I'm still, I just have my own anxiety about even starting this podcast, but the fact that I was just like, nope, let's just go and do it. Let's just be out there. Let's just be us. Like, that's the best part. Like, we're just going to, I'm going to ride this out. Either I want to get canceled or it's going to go somewhere good. <laughs> we're going to be blacklisted and then, okay, well, we'll see what happens from there, you know? Well, you know, I'm not much of an actor anyway, so it's not like I'm making it to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We ain't got the faces for Hollywood. We don't. I could be a, oh, I could be an ogre. 
oh, they're redoing the uh, Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Oh. Dude, I could go be an orc. I don't know how I feel about that. Tell me. It's just Hollywood is good at oversaturating the market with great work and then tearing it apart. Star Wars. Yeah. I know right now people can't see it, but literally to my left, there's a picture of Boba Fett. And so, yeah. Yeah, we are Star Wars and Star Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> star, star nerds. Yeah. We're star, star nerds. <laughs> star Wars nerds. <laughs> and yeah, definitely. I can agree with what you're saying on that. I don't know. I'm going to give it a chance, though. Amazon's made some good stuff. They I mean, really have. I, mean, I have faith that it'll do their it, they'll do their best to live up to the the book, but at the same time, it's just it's Hollywood. They can oversaturate it, and I and I better not see a black elf. If I see one what? dark elf, I'm going to be so upset. I don't need a tokenized elf. Please, all right. Okay, for those who are just listening, just so you know, Eric's black. He's allowed to say that. <laughs> but so wait, tell me about the black elf. Tell me, tell me why that's your final straw. That's where you draw a line in the sand. Look, we all know, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien is from Britain. We all know that all his stories center around medieval times, not not Africa's medieval times, not the Middle East's medieval times, not even South America's medieval times, but medieval, medieval Europe. So I better not see one black face of an elf. All right? If I do, I ain't with it, man. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Dang, that's what's crazy about you. <laughs> you ain't trying to see your people succeed. <laughs> Not in Lord of the Rings. We got so many other universes we can attack, we can tackle. But I don't want no tokenized white face turning black face elf. That's all. Oh, dang. Okay. Put that in writing. Just like so. so Amazon, you hear that? Better not be any black elves. According to my man right here. <laughs> I like that. Calling it out. All right. So, Eric, do you got anything you want to finish up with before we get going? Like, oh. Uh, yeah, I actually do. I was going to say, uh, one of the reasons we started this podcast, too, was because um, this is a guy who we work with. He's, a, he's our marketing guy. His name is uh, Adam. And uh, his wife is named Ashley. They're, you know, good people. You know, last name Breakers. You know, uh, first name greatest, last name ever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Thank so, you, Drake. <laughs> and so my, my point is, is, you know, they definitely pushed us to, you know, use YouTube and use Facebook and Instagram for social media marketing. And so that's that's part of what, what we do here also with small businesses and also what we do with our businesses, help other people with businesses. Yeah. So anyway, though, but Adam and Ashley, you know, they're the ones who mainly, you know, gave us the idea to use the internet to market things properly yeah no and big shout out to adam and ashley for believing in us to do this pushing us in this direction uh if honestly i don't think we would have done it until they finally said guys just do it just go for it like that probably would have been i think that was the final straw uh, definitely big shout out to them something we're gonna do is I'm, I'm really excited for is to bring on small businesses so i guess something to even talk about for me is like that's something i do on my off time already is that i have an online uh, digital marketing agency and so helping small businesses grow, I would love to use this podcast to get people's names out there just so people know what's around them, what's what's going on and what it got other people started. Like, I love passion projects. Why, what made someone want to start a business? Just getting this podcast set up kind of sucked, <laughs> let alone having to run and operate a daily business. Oh, man, you got to have love and passion for that, I think. I can't wait to get people on here and listen to them talk about that. Oh, yeah. There's actually a uh, person behind us. Thomas, what's that place called? That little ice cream place with, with the cinnamons? Oh, uh, the, uh, the Churro Club. Yeah, the Churro Club. Yeah, that, that place is made by, you know, a local family around here. And, um, you know, I would love to bring them on sometime because, you know, I think that they do a good job. The food's pretty good, actually. Oh, dude, I went there and I yeah. ordered a churro Sunday. That thing was huge. 
I was even on a date too at the time. And was, I was, two days ago? It was, yeah, it was a little while ago. I don't remember. Oh. No, it wasn't two days ago. It was a little while ago. Oh. I went there. I remember I was just like, got the churro Sunday. I was like, I shouldn't be that big because it didn't cost that much either. It was a great price. I get it. It was like a big thing. I was like, oh man. So my date's trying to talk to me. I'm like, mm -mm, I got to tackle this in front of me right now. <laughs> she had a little cup of like ice cream and I get it. I didn't think my Sunday would be that big. But when you put a challenge in front of me, churro and ice cream, no, it's game over. It's going oh, yeah. down. Like, oh, yeah. Diet? What's that? Yo, diet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never heard of one. Right? <laughs> I ain't heard of her. <laughs> No, definitely not what you use for diets, not ice cream and churros. That does not help you. I did feel sick, but I felt like a man afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for where we're going to go with this, man. Definitely bring people on. And uh, definitely if anyone ever has like ideas for like or questions they want us to answer, that's one thing I think we should always have. Even if we don't ever have guests, we'll always have questions that we want to answer and we can go back and forth on that. Yeah. It's, like just to kind of divulge more about it and give things the proper timing that they need. I'm excited. I, I really am. I, and I know like some of the people I've been talking to about it that they're just like, yeah, let me know when you guys do this. So I think it's really cool too that whenever you start a passion project is how receptive people are to you. Cause I think there's something in everyone that's like, man, I kind of wish I was doing something like that. You know, we all want to do our own thing. Like who wants to go work like for themselves all the time? Like I still, I mean, obviously we still have to go to work, yeah. but what I'm saying is like, when you start your own passion project, people kind of see that as like, man, like, I wish I was doing something because most people just go to work, they go home and they just do something to dull their mind instead of really using it. And in the last week of just getting this podcast set up, oh my goodness, it's been like a tsunami of research that we've had to do. Just even editing, getting new yeah. editing software, all that stuff, man, that we have to do all that work for it. Yeah. But that's why I'm so excited. I love that. The fact that I was like, this is just a big learning opportunity. And when you do that stuff, everyone else is like, well, man, like, can you help me out? Like, can you do this for me? Can you show me what you did? And you're inspiring people around you to go out and be great. I truly do believe that, that when you finally just take that leap of faith, you give faith to everyone else around you too. Oh yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, speak, speaking on that, you know, I, I'm going to testify what my companion over here oh, said. Oh, don't do that. No. <laughs> we're not going missionary mode? No, we're not missionary. Testify. Here. All right, but no, seriously though, uh, this is a kid out there in Modesto, California. He's he's still in the uh, the trenches. Name is uh, Ace Reed. He's a up, up and coming uh, musician. He does a lot of uh, music and uh, you, you know him pretty well. Too, yeah, Thomas. yeah. And definitely, he, he's definitely inspired me too, you know, within the last couple of years, because I didn't know how good he was going to be with the music. Like, you know, you know, people always say they want to be a musician, but how many people actually make it, you know, even if, even if you make it small, you know, small wise, but he's done a pretty good job. I've heard some of his music. I've heard, I've seen his other samples that he's been working with other people. He has customers coming in, he charges them. So I'm just like, you know, on the, on the DL, he has his own little business and I'm really surprised by it. Not to say that I think he can make it, but again, a lot of people say they're going to do things, especially musicians. A lot of people. Yeah. You're right. Like a lot of people go out there and like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Shoot. I think we've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I know I have. And he's, and he did it the first try, you know? He was a one pump chump. He went out oh, there. Oh gosh! He got it the done. One pump chump. <laughs> he got it. Can done. we not? Can we not make that correlation with him, please? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Ace. <laughs> Poor guy. We just ruined his career. Look, and yet somehow he wants to come on here. He's one of the people who've already volunteered to come on. <laughs> oh yeah, and he, he he's good. What I'm trying to say is, you know, uh, I agreed what Thomas said about you know motivating. Uh, Ace was definitely one of the people who motivated me, other than you know Adam Ashley Reeker, to definitely go out of my way and just do it. So, yeah. you know, and who, so besides Adam and Ashley and Ace, name three people in your life who have been super influential, influential for you, like to get you to this point, who have helped you get to this point? Oof. I think it's pretty easy. 
you know, I'm going to clump in, you know, all the elders in my family, you know, because they've all done great things, whether they be in the military, you know, radio host or, you know, whatever the case may be, they've all done great things. Like my grandma, you know, and then my mom, you know, she definitely makes sacrifices. She took a major L. She could have just, you know, aborted us. You know, <laughs> it made it a lot easier on her on herself. Right. <laughs> Poor moms, man. Exactly. But she said, you know what? I'm gonna bite the bullet and I'm gonna do this. And so, you know, my elders, my mom, and then I don't know. You, know, you should say that's. I would say that's. I would say this the third spot for maybe like you know the Elon Musk of the world. You know, the people out there who go out there and you know and say let's make it happen. Yeah, let's just you know? let's go for it. Yeah, and you know they have no business, you know, doing what they did. Like for example, Elon Musk had no business, you know, making it to outer space. That's not his forte. He, he's not. NASA. Oh, he started on PayPal. Yeah, exactly. He was one of the first creators of PayPal, <laughs> and now he's talking about going to Mars, like going out there colonizing Mars. Like that's insane. Exactly. That no, jump. Exactly. Normally, that's sanctioned by the government, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> to do something like that, and he's like, that, no, forget it. And that. isn't that crazy too that he's doing that and he's like he's following regulation, but he, you know, obviously that way he he follows for, for tax purposes probably, but. <laughs> But he's just this, this independent guy. He's like, no, I just I want to go to space and I want to start this. And he put everything on the line for it. Uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So I know for me, uh, my three independent, like three people who are so influential in my life. So first, I'm going to give it to my mom. Obviously, uh, she's a champ. Like you said, she could have just aborted us. Probably should have. But hey, that's that's up for debate. It's all right. So I'm the youngest of three kids. But I guess now I've been replaced by the dog. So dog is cuter. Right. It doesn't talk back as much. doesn't eat as much either. Man, I told her that too. I'm like, it's your fault. Like, you raised me to eat that much. Yeah, if I don't know this, Thomas is a huge man. I'm okay. <laughs> At least 5'9". No, <laughs> so, uh, second and third are going to go to my grandma and grandpa for sure. Uh, definitely, grandma showed me, like, tons of compassion. She's always been, like, really, really sweet. Grandpa, I always got like more of the firmer side, but I needed that. So he always taught me uh, just like whatever you do, you got to work hard at it. And it took me a long time to actually realize why. So there was plenty of things in my life I know I have not worked hard at, even when I signed up for it. Like, unfortunately, and I can admit it, there have been things in my life I've quit. I've stopped doing it. I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Why did I do this? And I look back at it now and I'm like, I'm more ashamed of who that person was because I at least had that guidance at the time. I didn't realize what he was trying to teach me. But now, you know, that he's gone and I learned it too before he had passed away a couple of years ago. But especially after he left, I think about that all the time now. It's one of the things of like the work praises the man. And what does your work say about you? What is it that you are doing? Because I could say all these different things. You know, I'm a big dude. I could go around like, oh, I'm going to the NFL. Like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be a, a bodybuilder, a strong man, powerlifter, all this stuff. I could say all of that. But really, like what you say and what you do are two very different things. And the work praises who you are and what you put in. And so now when I, I've always tried to commit, like whatever I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. But I'm always making sure it's a decision I am sure about. And if I go in that direction, then we're just going to bulldoze this. And that's what my grandpa taught me, that the work praises the man. And like where he was also a very firm man and what he did, obviously he had his own compassion too, his moments of compassion, his moments of giving you that praise you deserved. And what I loved is uh, with him that you always knew where you stood. And I'll never forget, I'm going to go into a quick little story with him. So I was about like, oh man, I could have been like 15 and uh, I'd go over to his house because he had a pull-up bar in the back. And I just do pull-ups. And I just loved visiting my grandparents, just going over to go say hi. 
So I'd go do the pull-ups in the back. And one day my grandpa uh, left a bunch of wood out with an ax. And I was like, oh man, I want to start chopping wood. I just like chopping wood. That's what I do. And I just go to work on it. And I'm just like, man, I'm just getting, like, I'm doing like one chop, like I'm like the one pump chump, you know, except I'm doing it on wood. <laughs> just yeah, on wood. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm just cutting through the wood on one chop. So I'm feeling like I'm, I'm hyping myself up. My ego's getting bigger and bigger. And I'll never forget. Like I put one up. I'm like, I'm just going to just, just demolish this one. So I just wind up, come down on it, and I totally missed. Well, I'm sorry. The head of the axe missed the wood. And I went a little too far. So I swung too far out, and it hits the handle completely, like splinters the, the handle. And it's hanging on by, like, the smallest of threads. So it's, like, cut in half now. Or the, the handle's, like, broken in half, um, just holding on by a thread. And I'm like, oh, no. My grandpa's going to kill me. I, I remember having legitimate fear. I will not forget that. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like I'm panicking in the backyard and I just know he doesn't wake up for like a little bit longer. And I'm just, I had to do like probably the most shameful thing. And I've, I'd talked to him about it later on, but as a 15 year old, I was so scared of my grandpa that I just, <laughs> I just put it back like where he had left it, put the wood nicely organized, hoping that like, he wouldn't realize it was me. <laughs> Real slick. And then I ran home. <laughs> and then later on, I came back that same day. I was going to tell my grandpa what happened. Because I just, I knew by this point he saw it. He's not, he's not an idiot. That man was so smart and so vigilant. And I go out there and he just wrapped it up in duct tape. And I just, oh, okay. So he's already, he's seen it for sure. So I know now my grandpa's seen the ax and he's, Again, he's not an idiot. Who do you, he, it's not like my grandma went out there and started <laughs> whacking at wood. And I'm the only grandkid who really would uh, like come around often at that time, like during that time of the day, because the other grandkids had stuff going on in the morning. So I, I go in and I, I just look for him, trying to find him. Uh, he's just in the house and he was just in his room. And I just sit around in the front room. Now I'm just waiting for him to come out eventually. Finally, he comes out and he's like, oh, Thomas, how you doing? And uh, I'll just start shooting, you know, sh shooting the bowl with him, having a good conversation. And I'm just sitting there wondering, like, when's he going to bring it up? When's he going to say it? <laughs> that he knows it's me. And I was like, hey, so grandpa, like, I know you were chopping wood out there. He's like, oh, yeah. Yep. I, I have been chopping wood out there. And he just kind of looked at me. And uh, then he just went back to doing what he's doing. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So eventually, like, I, I, I'm, he's waiting for me to just come out and say it. And I was so eventually I just told him, I was like, Grandpa, I'm like, I, I just want to apologize. I'm the one who broke the axe and I got scared. And he, and then he kind of goes into like, you shouldn't do that when I'm not around. Like, you should have waited for me to wake up. You know, he reprimands me a little bit. But then he just follows it up with, but it's nothing we can't fix. And it, it was wrapped up with duct tape and we went right back to work chopping wood. I know that I, that story seems so unnecessary. But to me, that is why he's one of the most influential people and why like, when we decided we we're doing this podcast that we were going to do it, that we're going to have days we break some handles and you know what? We're just going to have to tape it up and keep going, <laughs> Yep, especially on our budget. But hey, <laughs> can't hate on it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> we got to be ballers on a budget around here. <laughs> Make it rain nickels and dimes. <laughs> and that being said, any donations greatly appreciated. Right. We're okay. <laughs> we'll do fine for now. And so, Eric, any last words that you'd like to say? Hmm. Work hard. That's it. And I don't know. Find uh, your passion. Go for it. You know, get money. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to say the rest, <laughs> but get money. Insert the rest. <laughs> you know what to put there. 
<laughs> no, absolutely. I'm excited to keep going on this. For anyone who keeps following us on our project, we hope you enjoy it too. We're going to bring people on here. We're going to talk about all different sorts of things. So don't expect any one particular topic. And if you have questions or you have something you want us to talk about, even just look stupid talking about, let us know. We are more than happy to do that. Uh, but until then, I guess this is where we're just going to call it. Uh, so, Eric, anything else for the people? That's all I have. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Love and appreciate you. All right. This is the Ogre and the Ass podcast closing out.